Aloha, everyone. Welcome to Sasha Spins, where you get my thoughts on life, current events, and everything else in between, in and out of the saddle. So let's get right on into it. Aloha. Welcome to Sasha Spins, where you get my thoughts on life, current events, and everything else in between, in and out of the saddle. So let's get right on into it. I hope you are doing well. I hope you are doing amazing. I hope you have been having a beautiful day so far. And yes, welcome, welcome, welcome back. I I feel like I got to reintroduce myself. I've been gone for a minute. Now I'm back with the jump off. (laughs) The last episode I did uh, was February 24th, my Black History Month post. And it's been nearly two months and I know I can't come back in here like, hey, y'all, what's up? And not explain where I've been. So where have you been, Sasha? Where have you been? Your girl's been burnt out, okay? (laughs) I have taken on a lot. I took on a lot in Q1 and I was just really burnt out. And you know, the funny part is that I was feeling all of these things and you know how we sometimes dull out. I don't want to say dull out because I don't think that I was doing that. I'm a very fairly self-aware person and very in tune with my emotions and my body and my thought and where I'm thoughts and where I'm at. So it wasn't that I was lacking in self-awareness or tuning some things out. I just thought to myself that this is what's to be expected in this new space of life and not new space of life, but in this new quarter. And this is just what it is. And it wasn't until I came across this infographic from shout out to my therapy tribe on Instagram. I came across their infographic and it was like six signs that you were burnt out. And I saw all of them and I was like, holy crap, this is me right now. This is what I'm feeling every single one of these things. So this podcast is not only about burnout and to share my experience But since there were six symptoms of it, I want to give six things you can do to counteract, prevent burnout from happening. So we're just going to jump right on into it because I do feel a lot better. I feel more back to myself, but I was a little lost in the sauce for a while. And granted, there are a lot of things occurring in one space and time, and I need to do a better job of hitting the pause button. And sometimes I'm good at it and other days I'm not. And we are all just consistently a work in progress that we may do something really well in one quarter of our life, one space in our life. And then we get into the next space and that completely goes out the window. And that's something that absolutely happened for your girl. So let's talk about it. All right. So we're just going to get into it. We're going to talk about burnout today and how to prevent it. So let's, let's go. Let's go. So the first sign was feeling numb, empty, and apathetic about life. And I don't think I was feeling numb, empty, or apathetic, but I did feel like I was just moving through the motions of certain things. So conversations, you know, I would have conversations even with Snow Bay, and then I would have to ask him again, like, wait, what did you say? Because I wasn't really into it. I was just so exhausted and overtired or thinking about the next thing that I have to do. So I'm generally one of those people who stops and takes a moment to smell the roses and smell the flowers. But one day, for example, one day I taught a class in the morning, worked, 
went to go set up for an event for the city a city committee council event that I had, went and got set up for that, taught a class, then went to go to the event and help like, you know, get catch the tail end of the event and then help clean up and come back. And looking back on it, I was like, that is insane that I would absolutely do that. But that was one of those moments where I just felt like I was just moving through the motions of life and trying to check all of these things off on my to-do list because that's something that I do at the beginning of the day. Every morning I sit down and I make a to-do list and it's the meetings that I have for the day, what absolutely needs to be done, the classes that I need to teach and that I would what, what I would like to do. And so many of my days... Meetings, 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 things that I must do, have to do. So a lot of the time it started to feel like I was moving through the motions of those things. And because I was so keen on getting to where I needed to go and do what I got to doing what I needed to do, I was just moving through the motions of that. And it got so bad that sometimes it happened with meditation, right? (laughs) And meditation is what centers me. It's what grounds me. It's what gets me started during the day. And I would just feel myself like, all right, even like praying sometimes, I would just feel myself like, okay, this is what I'm grateful for, thankful for, list off my list, make my bed, go meditate, and then go to the day. You know, I felt myself doing that and that wasn't me. And this is why it's so important. And I think I'll like round this up at the end because each and every single one of these, like as I'm giving these symptoms of burnout, I want to be able to like give something to counteract that burnout. So when you're starting to feel that numbness, that apathy, that emptiness, and just moving through the motions, a counteraction to that is to be really in touch and in tune with your why. Because our why is one of those things that gets us moving through the day. So our our why, if you sit out and you start the day with your intention, your purpose, what you were put on this planet to do, you're going to feel reignited about that passion. You're going to be like, ah, yes, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm working so hard. This is why I got to go to these meetings. This is why I got to teach this class. This is why you got to do whatever it is that's on your to-do list. If if that's a part of your why, it's a part of your passion and you're not going to feel that emptiness, that apathy, that numbness. You may feel, you know, like, oh my goodness, I have to get all of this done, but it's, I don't have to get all this done. I get to do all of this because it's so key, it's so in tune with what I was put on this earth to do. So when you start to feel that numbness, that emptiness, because it's all, it it happens to all of us, right? Like I think that as I was looking at these signs of burnout, what happened is that these were all happening at the same time for me. Most of us are gonna feel these things at different periods in our life, but when it burnout kicks in, it's when we're feeling this for an extended space of time And it's all happening at once. So these things, I won't say they are bad in and of themselves. They're reminders. This is when you got to touch in with yourself and like really be in tune with yourself when these things are happening because you will easily point them out. So I'm not going to say that they're just because they're all... Them happening individually may not necessarily be a symptom of burnout, but when they're all happening together, that's what you should be mindful of. So I really want to like make that an important point and an important takeaway that burnout is really that something that's distinct. And if we're like experiencing 
eh, some of these on a daily basis, it's a sign to check in. But when you're like feeling that burnout, then you really got to sit your ass down and figure some things out. So we touched on the feeling numb, empty, and apathetic about life. Let's move on to unexplained fatigue and exhaustion. Y'all, I was so tired and exhausted to the point where I was overtired. Like I would lay my head down at night and not even be able to go to sleep. Like it would take so long for me to turn my brain off and get to sleep. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that I was teaching night classes. My schedule has changed. So I only teach one class during the evenings and then the rest of my classes are in the morning. But those evening classes, and I've experienced this even before Soul Cycle when I was at the other studios that I was teaching at, when I would work out at night, I had to stop working out at night because I went to a doctor to be, because I noticed every time I would work out after a certain hour, I would be like, what is going on? Like, I can't sleep. And this would happen over days. And he'd be like, yeah, you just may want to be mindful of the fact that your body is releasing a lot of endorphins like you are this is revving you up you know how exercise like brings some people down it does bring me like down like energetically and physically but then it also like really invigorates me so (laughs) doing that late at night was like disturbing my sleep pattern so like teaching a lot of these classes later at night it was like I wasn't getting to bed until really late or what was happening this is more so, I think what was happening, because like I said, I only had two class, two night classes during the week. I think what was more likely happening because I was so overexhausted and I was tired, I was napping during the day or even after work, even after I would log off, I would take a nap. And sometimes it ended up becoming a two or three hour nap. And what happens when you fall asleep at 4 p.m. and you take a two or three hour nap, you're not going to be ready to lay down for bed between 9 and 10 p.m. It's not going to happen. So I think that was probably more so what was happening. And then also, this was like the, this is like a little point of vanity. It's a small point of vanity, but something that like really bothered me. I've never had a lot, we all go through like shitty teen, well, I don't want to say all. A lot of us go through shitty teenage experiences and weird things happening in our teenage years. I never got acne. I never got pimples. That's just not something that I went through. And I started to notice that I had all of these little bumps on my chin. All of these little chin acnes just started popping up out of nowhere for the first time in my life. I am in my 30s, didn't experience this as a teen, didn't experience it in my 20s. I've been using mostly the same skincare. I'm pretty good about my skincare for the most part, but for the most part, we'll talk about that a little bit later. (laughs) But what was happening is because I wasn't getting enough energy during the day. And if it was one of those days where I was trying to be mindful of not napping, where do you get your energy from? From food. And most of us are getting, well, we should, I won't say most, we should be getting our energy from good whole foods that are energizing for us. I was making up for that energy in that lack of energy and that exhaustion and being overtired, but not trying to nap in food and not the best food. So, you know, those, 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 things that are going to give you a quick little sugar hit to keep you up and to keep you moving. I was eating like that, but because, you know, listen, I'm in my 30s. I can't be eating like I was in my teens and my 20s. So my body is like, hold the fuck up. What do we got here? All this extra sugar? No, ma'am, it's going to go somewhere. And when you, I feel like a lot of it was very hormonal because all of these, all this sugary crap and the change in my diet was also impacting 
me physically and you know when you have there's um gosh I cannot remember what it's called it's like gonna bother me that it's not on the top of my head but there's like Chinese Chinese facial mapping and I think yeah Chinese facial mapping they show you where the changes are occurring in your body that show up in your face so when you're having acne in your forehead there's very there's a part of your body that it's very specific to chin acne is specific to to fluctuations and changes in your hormones brought on by sugary foods, which is exactly what I was ha- what was happening. So I'm still like dealing with a little bit of that. Thankfully, most of it is gone and most of it is going away. But when it started to show up in my skin, I was like, okay, this is like a problem. <laughs> we need to fix this because a lot of what happens in our body when you're not in tune with your body. I like the phrase that if you don't if you don't make time for recovery, you will be forced to. Your body will force you. And your body sends you so many signs and it is on us to be so in tune with our body and listen to these signs. So when I saw that hormonal acne start to pop up on my chin and those little whiteheads and all those little bumpies, I was like, okay, girl, we got to make a change. It's in your diet. We already know what's happening. Let's fix that. How do we fix that? Getting better sleep. So this is the counterpoint Make sure you're getting some freaking sleep. Rest, make time for rest. Make your sleep a priority. So much of us, there's just like this toxic grind culture and mindset. Like, oh, I'll sleep when I die. Like, no. You need to make your sleep a priority. And something that I always, I I do credit myself or be good at this. Whenever it hits nine o'clock, all of the apps shut down on my phone. I do not have uh, on my, all of my social media apps. All of the notifications are turned off for all of social media because I know I'm an easily distracted person. And if I see that being that whatever pop up on the screen, I'm going to want to get to it. I'm going to want to see it. So for me, after a certain hour, my phone's off. I'm not doing anything. I put on my sounds of the rainforest or my whale sounds and I lay my butt down or I put on an audiobook, put my phone down on the floor, set the timer, and I listen to it for 30 minutes. Once the timer goes off, I fall asleep. So whatever, like whatever process, like what whatever you need to start a good sleep pattern, do that. Prioritize your sleep, prioritize your rest, because if you do not make time for rest and recovery, you will be forced to make the time for your rest and recovery. And because the way nature works and the way my luck is set up sometimes, it would be happening if your luck is set up like mine, kind of. It would be happening during the worst possible time ever. So that's just all I'm going to say. Whatever that looks like for you, whatever tools that you have to implement to get there, I so, 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 so encourage you to prioritize your rest. So another symptom of burnout that I experienced was neglecting self-care. Now, out of all of these, I'd say this is probably the one that... um, It affected me and not really because... For me, like skincare is like my biggest thing. And I mentioned that earlier. There are some nights where I would just wash my face and then that would be it. And you know, if you are past, if you are in your 20s, past the age of 25, you need to start using a night cream. If you are not using a night cream and doing a skincare routine, you need to start doing it. Like I love my skincare routine, but I was just, I was like, this is one last thing that I am not trying to do today. I do not have the seven minutes to do this. And it's not that I didn't have the time. It was just like one, thinking about one 
more thing felt just impossible. It felt like a chore, right? And that's what self-care comes down to because I think that uh, that's why I didn't want to bring up self-care um self-care in the sense of skincare because I know that self-care is something different for everyone. And I think we've done we've commercialized self-care so it sounds like make sure you're getting massages or buy expensive skincare and take the day off and treat yourself to a bag. You know, that's how we started to view self-care. And I want to get away from viewing self-care that way. For me, self-care is taking care of myself internally so I can be my best, show up as my best externally. And I wasn't doing that. I wasn't prioritizing my self-care because I wasn't centering myself. I wasn't taking care of the internal Sasha. And because I wasn't taking care of internal Sasha, and just because I was just exhausted and things felt like a chore, I just fell away from so many of my routines. And my routines are a big part of my self-care. So making sure I was really devoting time to meditation, making sure I was really making time for journaling, and prayer, and even like taking care of my body. So for, for example, I started teaching a lot more classes. Like I went from teaching three set classes and subbing maybe four, uh, you know, two or three classes here and there. So I would be teaching like six classes. And I went from that to teaching anywhere from 10 to 12 classes a week. And I was subbing a lot. Now, there are some instructors who do this like full time, like they are fully teaching 12 to 15 classes a week. And it is, I don't think people understand or appreciate like what that can do to your body and not just what that can do to your body. I'm going to be very clear what it can do to you energetically because SoulCycle is more than a workout. It's a really mind and body experience. So you're not just exerting energy physically, you're also exerting energy mentally. The time that you're giving, the energy you put into this, you're talking to people before, during class, afterwards, you're building community. You are putting a lot of energy into this. And I put my energy to it because A, I'm I'm passionate about this. I love teaching. Every time I go in, it ignites my soul and it like sets me on fire in the best way. I love it so much. But I wasn't practicing self-care and building in time for recovery. I wasn't coming home and stretching. I wasn't coming home and hypervolting. I wasn't making sure to build in time after class to like you know, meditate or just bring, you know, process everything that happened, taking, taking everything. I'd, like I said, I felt like I was just going through the motion. So I would go and I would teach this bomb ass class and I would come home and I would crash and I would eat something really quick because I didn't often have the energy to cook. So I'm eating whatever is there right in front of me. So if it's a muffin, it's a freaking muffin. It's a, if it's a, it's a banana, it's a banana. You know, I wasn't making time for my self care to properly take care of my body after I did this, you know? And to me, when I talk about soul cycle, it's something that I'm so passionate about for so many reasons, but mostly because time is a finite resource. So money, you can always print off more money. You can always, you can have more money in the world, 
Once it's gone though, time you can never get back. And I never take for granted that people choose to spend 45 or 60 minutes of their day with me. I don't care if it's one person. I don't care if it's a room full of 40 something people. The fact that anybody chooses that they're chooses to take the finite time in their day, 45 minutes, 3% of their day and spend it with me. I'm going to make sure I give those people an amazing ass experience from start to finish because I owe it to them. I owe that to them. And I set this bar that is so high sometimes that if you don't make the proper time to take care of yourself, it can become very draining, very, very draining. And I honestly think that I didn't prepare myself adequately to scale up from teaching six classes a week to 10 classes a week. So I'd become a lot better at that over time and taking what I need energetically and making sure I'm making time for my recovery um, meal prepping again. God, I'm back to meal prepping. I love it. Um, <laughs> so I'm not coming home and ravenously hungry or going to the grocery store and buying up all the good things from Trader Joe's to eat immediately when I get home because I'm so hungry. Um, you know, like, so I really neglected my self care for a minute and it came back to bite me in the ass. And another thing I did touch on screen, uh, screen time a little bit, but I was like spending so much time scrolling and I was just spending so much time scrolling because I knew that there was other things I needed to do, but it was the idea again of getting up and doing anything. It felt like a freaking chore. And I was like, I just don't have it in me right now. So how to counteract that? Again, making time for your rest, but also knowing that you got to be nice to yourself. You really got to take care of yourself and you got to build in those boundaries, right? So if it comes down to, and boundaries, I want to touch on a little bit later. I don't think that that kind of falls into here. It does and it doesn't, but I'm going to say it mostly doesn't. So I want to like save boundaries for a little bit, but being nice to yourself and really prioritizing your self-care, taking care of your body, easy wins. So what do I mean by easy wins? Setting yourself up for success, knowing that for me, if I'm going to teach class at six o'clock and I am going to come home at seven and I know I'm going to be hungry as hell, making sure that I have something right there that's easy to eat and it's prepared, it's ready to go so I don't have to worry about cooking and I don't start eating crappy food. You know, making sure you're taking time, like for me again, making the time because when you are burnt out, the idea of doing one more thing, you're like, Oh my God, it really does feel like a chore. So if you can get these easy wins and set yourself up for success, you are already preventing yourself from that stage of burning out where something feels like a chore. So I think I've kind of beat that one like a dead horse, but it was just really important to me and something that I acutely identified with that like neglecting of self-care because when I don't take care of myself, and like I said, when you don't take care of your body, when you don't make time for rest and recovery, you will be forced to make time for rest and recovery. So moving on, um, this was probably... I kind of touched on this a little bit with the unexplained fatigue and exhaustion, so I won't go on too much, but the fourth sign was changes in your sleep pattern. It was so hard for me to turn off my brain. So I would like wake up in the middle of the night, just like two 
or 3 a.m. And I would just be chilling like, well, a lot of the time it was snow-based snoring. I don't know if y'all have a partner that snores, but it is one of honestly the worst sounds on the planet. And it really negatively impacts my sleep to the point where I'm like, listen, you got to go see an ENT because I can't, I can't do this shit no more. Like <laughs> you are really stressing me out with the snoring. So sometimes it would be, um, waking up at two or 3am to the sound of his snoring, or I would like just something would wake me up. I was having like really restless sleep. And I think again, a part of it was the fact that I don't know when it became this, like, which came first, right? The two to three hour naps after work or them being a result of because I didn't get enough sleep the night before. I really could not tell you which one came first, but I just noticed that it was both happening at the same time. And I was just like, just not getting the adequate sleep that I need. Like my my sleep pattern absolutely changed. And I'm one of those people who needs seven to eight hours of sleep. I don't know how people function with like less than seven hours of sleep because I'm a monster. I am, I'm just irritable as hell. Like, like I need to sleep. So I've already touched on this. How to counteract that. Make time for your rest. Put the phone down. Put it in another room. Stop scrolling. Put, just, just, Whatever you need to establish in a good sleep hygiene pattern, do that. Because I know for me, what sets off a lot of, what is the downfall to me, I've noticed this at the older I get, when I don't sleep well, everything else suffers. Everything suffers when I don't sleep well. So for me, this is a really big trigger and something that I continue to constantly prioritize because sleep is so important. And y'all, I don't know how I'm become someone's mom someday. I don't know how that's gonna look like because <laughs> because my sister just had a baby. My niece is um she just celebrated a hundred days on the planet a couple of weeks ago. Actually, now that I think about it, coming up, she's about to be four months old. Oh my god, baby girl's gonna be four months old next week. So, anyways, um, you know, my sister talks about how tired she is all the time. I just don't know. How, I don't know how parents do it, y'all. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how I'm gonna be a parent. I don't know, man. <laughs> I may need to hire like a night nurse. Like, I don't know. Anyways, 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 moving on, moving on, moving on. See this, I'm getting sidetracked. <laughs> anyway, so the fifth side of burnout was negative thinking or being overcritical. Y'all, we are our own worst critics. If you are one of those people actually that just thinks your shit doesn't stink and you are God's gift to mankind, please hit me up. You don't have any critical thoughts or doubts about yourself. That is beautiful. I think some people may call that like narcissism. <laughs> I don't think that's it. Because even like narcissists, like I've been reading more about like narcissism and narciss narcissists, they do have these low feelings uh, uh, and they're really critical of themselves. But how they channel that is to just, reflected onto others, right? They act like mirrors, like any self-reflection. It's like, no, I can't be the problem. You're the problem. But anyways, um, that, oh my goodness. I set, I tend to set really high goals for myself, especially if it's something that I'm very passionate about. And so Q1, I really put a lot of pressure on myself to meet certain goals. And what like uh, I don't even know where and how to begin with this except to say that 
fitness is a very interesting place right now. And we're all dealing with the fallout from COVID and trying to get back to where we were before. So there's this number, there's, there's this pressure to perform and being a new instructor, having to start over again. I feel a lot of that pressure and I'm going to just be honest and say it. I feel a lot of that pressure. I'm in this new environment and I got to prove myself. I'm, I'm in a big pond now and I'm a small fish in that big ass pond. And I don't ever compare myself to anybody else, but I know that I have goals for myself and those goals are set by me and not looking at anybody else. So when I slip away from my why, I start to focus on numbers and not just numbers, but just the feeling of like I disappoint people, right? Like, like I need to show up for people, even if I'm tired, even if I'm frustrated, no matter what is going on in my life, I got to put on a certain face and show up for people. And because I set this goal and I got to achieve that goal. And if I don't make it, it's a poor reflection on me and I can't give up. And, you know, I do that a lot to myself and I did it a lot this quarter. And did I meet some of those goals? Yes. But at what cost, you know? <laughs> I have chin acne scars now. Um, I I I lost touch with my why at moments. Um, I was not my best self. I neglected my self care. So was it worth it? You know, and yeah, that that negative thinking. It's when you start to slip into that scarcity mindset. And because I wasn't meditating, because I wasn't grounding myself, because I wasn't centering myself the way that I normally do, that negative thinking and that over being just overcritical of yourself, that started to like slip in. And I lost myself for a little bit. I honestly did. I, I just felt like, why am I here? What am I doing? And, and this is why to counteract this kind of negative thinking, that's where, again, I'm going to like, this is where I want to touch on boundaries. Because I'm one of those people, I am a, I won't call myself a recovering people pleaser. I don't think I've ever been a people pleaser, but I am a child of immigrants. And so disappointing your parents, you can make your parents mad, whatever. But as a child of immigrants, when your parents tell you, and I don't even, I, you know, I may be stretching it here, may not be a child of immigrants thing. Um, it just may be a parent thing, period. But when you are, you, you don't want to disappoint your parents. And so that extends to the people that are important in your life. And that just extends to people in general. I hate a lot of the time feeling like I'm disappointing someone. And so when I don't like, when I, when I set my boundaries and I've had to set very hard boundaries around social media and how I use my phone and texting and stuff like that, I still feel like I disappoint people, right? And I hate that feeling. So I have to remind myself, Sasha, it's okay to say no. Like that one crazy ass day where I taught a class and then I worked and then I went and set up for that community event. And then I went and taught another class. And then after that class, I went back to the community event and then I helped unpack and like take everything down. And then I went home. That would have been a perfect day to be like, to really reinforce those boundaries, to be like, no, I can't help set up right now. Or maybe I let someone else teach this class. You know, I could have established boundaries with myself. I could have said no, and I didn't. I didn't say I didn't say no because I don't want people to be disappointed in me. Like, so I shouldn't help do this. So I shouldn't help do that. You know, I'm like sometimes kind of mindful of I don't want anybody to be able to say that so I shouldn't do this. So I shouldn't show up in this way. Like, I have to remind myself that 
as long as I'm showing up in my fullest capacity and giving what I need to give, then it has to be enough and it has to be okay. So that is something that I'm going to tell you right now. And I, I, I re and a lot of the time when I share things and when I say things, it's just as much a reminder for me as it is for other people. And I know this is getting long, so don't worry. We're coming to an end, y'all. We're coming to an end. But I really want to remind people that it is okay to say no. Is it, it is okay to say, I don't have the capacity for that right now. I don't have the capacity to sit here and text you back and forth for three hours. I can't do that. And I won't do that. And that's okay. And to just have it be enough. And also, so that's where I wanted to touch on boundaries. But I also want to touch on being nice to yourself. We are so not, people don't notice our mistakes unless you got haters, right? I don't know if, I, I think I got some, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All this to say, unless you got haters or people wadding, waiting on and plotting on your downfall, people are not really noticing when you fuck up like that, right? If you are consistently not showing up, then people are gonna notice. But if you just need a break, take your break, take what you need. It is really okay to just, Maybe change that goal. Be nice to yourself and change the goal. It's you're not giving up on yourself. You're recognizing that, hey, maybe I bit off more than I can chew. And it's okay to change our mind. You know, I think that's something we don't emphasize or give credit to or clap up in our society. We think that once you have set your mind on something, you have to forge and go down that path forever. And if you change your goal or whatever, you are a quitter, you have given up, you're not there to go the distance, you're a failure. And why do we think like that? We have to do so much of a better job as a society being okay with receiving new information and then pivoting, making an informed decision, changing our mind after we have received new information. Boom. So that negative thinking, let it go. People are not watching you when you mess up. People are not gonna put you down. And if they do, then they're not really, they don't really have your best in mind. I think we gotta also be really mindful of the people that are criticizing us because, you know, I I, I forget which reel or TikTok I was watching, but it was this athlete and she said, she was on I think she was on a tennis court or a volleyball court. I'm not sure, but it was like cinematically done. She's beautiful. She's an athlete. And she was like, the people that are booing you are doing so from the stands or the sidelines. And that was so impactful to me because if people are not right there in the trenches with you, why or they don't have experience doing what you've done or they haven't done it better, why are you receiving any kind of feedback particularly negative feedback from them. Why is it taking up space in your brain? This is why it always bothers me so much when I see celebrities, when you're on a celebrity's Instagram page and there are people just commenting, 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 all this positivity, all this positivity, and then the celebrity will take the time out of their day to respond to the single critical comment. You know which celebrity is bad at this? Cardi B. Cardi B, she's got to get off social media or her team needs to regulate her social media better because people will give this woman so much praise and all she does is focus on the negative. And yes, it's going to bother you when people make these negative ass comments. Like people attack Cardi B all day, every day. It's a sickness. Like why are y'all even following this woman if you don't like her? The shit is weird. But anyways, all of this to say that 
you're going to be your own toughest critic, but you got to decide and prioritize what is important to you and know that it's okay to change your mind. Know that it's okay to reframe and change your goals as necessary. And it is absolutely okay to say no. And I feel like if I had done these things, I probably wouldn't have experienced the burnout I did to a certain degree. So, yeah. And the last one, the last symptom, we're coming to the end, y'all. I told you we're almost there. We're almost crossing the finish line. Is increased irritability. So, my patience was on thin. My patience was on... My patience was on 90s eyebrows, early 90s eyebrows, thin, 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 okay? So thin. Um, I would just cry about small things. And granted, I'm a crier anyway. I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad. I cry when I'm mad. I cry when I'm frustrated. Your girl just be crying. <laughs> but like small things would just set me off. I was so snappy towards Snow Bay. And I really had to check myself a lot of the time. Like, Sasha, this man did not, did not do anything to you. Why are you mad at him? Why are you irritated at him? It actually takes a lot to get me mad. So I wasn't mad. I was just irritated. I was like irritable. And I was probably irritable because my body hurt because I wasn't making time to recover. I was eating like shit. I was pissed about the pimples on my chin. <laughs> I was stressed about disappointing people. So hell yeah. And I was tired. I was tired all the time. I spent so much of January through March tired. Tired, y'all. I was moved fucking tired. <laughs> That's probably why I was irritable all the time. So I don't even know what a counter to that is other than check yourself. If you find yourself popping off at someone or ready to pop off at someone, pump the brakes. They are probably not the cause of your irritation or your frustration, and they do not deserve to be your punching bag. Okay. Um, I was on the phone trying to deal with a situation. I'm not gonna call out this person's name, but I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to deal with this situation. I was like, sir, I just want my money back. And I felt myself getting so annoyed that I was like, you need to end this phone call. So there's that self-awareness at play. If I say anything to counteract this, that, that increased irritability, be more self-aware and don't don't react. If you find yourself ready to send an email or a text message, go ahead and sit on that. Put your phone down, put close the email <laughs> and come back to it. So this is what a lot of my Q1 was like. And so I kind of disappeared after Black History Month. Your girl was busy. Um, your girl's back. I feel better. I feel a lot more well-rested. I have more of a solid schedule. So you probably, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that my soul cycle schedule is pretty solid now. I'm really excited about it. Come through. It'll be fun. It'll be a lituation. Um, but just take care of yourself. At the end of the day, we are just trying to do the best we can. We are all humans on this floating, rotating rock. Really trying to do our best. So be nice to yourself. Be nice to yourself. Set those boundaries as best as you need to. And your boundaries are your boundaries. They're not up for negotiation or explanation. So it's not a no, but or no, if it's just a no. And that's what it's got to be today. 
And I always say, don't add those qualifiers because when you add those qualifiers, people try to like, they see it as an open window, right? So the no closes the door, but then the but or the if or whatever the other qualifier is, that's what opens the window and people try to weasel their way back in. So just set your boundaries. No is a complete sentence and that's fine. Focus on those easy wins, setting yourself up for success. If that looks like meal prepping, making sure whatever is laid out for you, do that. Remembering your why, being so in touch with your why and not just your why but who you do it for who you do it for because if it's not for you if it's not serving you in some way it's not genuine so remember who you do it for or if it's someone else maybe you do it for your partner maybe you do it for your kids and even if you're doing it for your partner or doing it for kids making sure that you're taking care of you first knowing that it's okay to change your goals and most importantly most most importantly rest Make your sleep a priority. Make your self-care a priority. Take care of yourself. So let me know. Have you ever experienced burnout? What was it like for you? How did you recover? Let me know. You can drop me a voice note on Anchor FM or you can reach out to me on Instagram, the Sasha Whitney. And until next time, peace out.